Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. How long have you guys been doing it? Two years? Maybe two years. Maybe two years. Maybe two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. As we ne- we don't seem to run out of things to talk about. Which is a good thing. I hope our listeners are agreed that that's a good thing. Now, before we go, where, where, how fast are we go? Where are we going? What do you so, think? I was thinking we go down and do the old railway line that goes mm-hmm. up towards Highgate. Okay. Um, so, it's Watch about. Just here and back, sort of Yeah, thing. it's about. It's exactly 2.75 there and 2.75 Okay, cool. Yeah, let's do that. Well, it's running commentary. It's suddenly a little bit colder than it has been for the last couple of weeks. And we've got a guest running with us this morning. We've got a guest, yes. We've got a guest. Good morning. Good good morning, guys. from Impact uh, Marathon. Yes. And uh, um, thanks for coming out with us. And uh, we're we're in... uh, Also, you've come... This isn't far away for you, is it? No, no, I'm just a man of house. So this is like... Yeah, Rafinsky Park. It's very much our local as well. We always like to interview people who live near us. Very convenient. (laughs) (laughs) One of the most convenient guests we've had. (laughs) Because you guys live both opposite sides of Rafinsky Park as well. Yeah, 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 that's right. Actually, it was actually even more convenient for you, so you can't complain. (laughs) But that's interesting in terms of what your uh, organisation do, because the runs you organise aren't quite as handy for Rafinsky Park as that. No, I mean, we've got now... Races in Nepal, Malawi, Nepal, Nepal we've already done. Yeah, we do um, Kenya, uh, Guatemala's been, been one we brought out and had our first race there in March. Wow. Working one again in Colombia at the moment. So it's pretty rare that I'm actually in London or, yeah. or getting to run around these routes. So. And are those all marathons? Yes, yeah. So, but we have like 21 and 10 kilometer in there as well. So as we... As we do it, we, we really want to bring the local community into the running experience, yeah. particularly the recent one in Malawi, yeah. which was set in a like a really, really rural side of Malawi, yeah. and no one had ever run a race before. <laughs> um, so the whole community of Nkope, this village, just didn't really know what to expect, and there was guys signing up to the 42 having never run before, and we're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like, you know, that's yeah, like Mangotchi that. and back. <laughs> and some would be like, oh yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> And others would be a bit more along the lines of, yeah, I can do that. No Just problem. give it a go. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, and yeah. so 
they, yeah, but they all did yeah, very well for the first lap. It's kind of important to offer people a 10k in that scenario. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then we have all sorts. We have like keen runners who want to bring along their partner. And we have guys who love the experience, but don't necessarily like want to do the full 42. Yeah. So it's nice to have that mix. It makes it a bit more complicated on race day because you've got three races going on all at once. But yeah, that's part of the fun now. And we do it every race. So I think we're getting used to it. So, and what do you, what's the, what's the, what set it off? I mean, is it like an antidote to the world marathon majors? <laughs> well, there's an element of like, I loved running. In fact, this is a really good place to, to be doing this run because this is really where I started running. Well, we love to talk more. It's, it's, it's such a like fantastic side of London, this, this like old railway line. And you get to run along here. And so I've actually lived up at Highgate at the other end and down here at Finsley Park. So yep. this has been like the story of my life in London. And one of those stories has been how just like fantastic it is just to run with others and supporting each other through that. Like could be conversation, it yeah. could be training, like you're sitting on your shoulder, you take it in turns to sit on each other's shoulder. Yeah. And this path, I've had so many of those moments where you're running in complete unison with someone. Sometimes you're not saying anything. Yeah. Which would be rubbish on this podcast. Really so we'll bad. Keep talking. Really bad. For the yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we generally talk, although <laughs> the day I lost Paul's phone, there was some silence, wasn't there? As he, as he ran back Occasional down. silence. It was tense. <laughs> so, so that idea of running with other guys, not for a personal best, but for the joy of it, for the joy of being in nature. Yep. And for the bigger cause. It's something that we try to kind of foster. And so, you know, like we spend a whole week out in country visiting and working at the, the community projects that the marathon's supporting. Yeah. So that can be leadership centres in Guatemala. It's, uh, you know, so many varied things in the village of Nkope in Malawi. Yeah. Um, Nepal, we initially started around earthquake recovery. Wow. So, like, it's a real mix, and you spend a week really getting to know these other runners. And quite targeted. You go to, you, you do the things that need to happen in the places where those things need to happen. Completely, yeah. We take time to get it right for the community. Yeah. And listen to what their needs are. And then we just go in, the guys raise a load of money. Yeah. And that all goes towards community projects. But the key bit is, is like, unlike where in the London Marathon, you raise a load of money, you don't always see how amazing it is where that money goes and why it's so important. Yeah. And like the lifeline it gives so many people. What we try and do is give people that real intimate understanding of why that's so important and yeah. how they can continue to support, not just in money, but all over it with, with in terms of our actions as individuals yeah. back here in London it has a knock on effect because that is one of the things I love about the London Marathon is all those you know it very much is a charity race you know there's people out there running for each individual charity we've talked about this before and uh, you know each person has an individual journey an individual relationship with that cause but that in turn taps them into a community of supporters and other people running for the same mm. thing and that in turn taps into the whole marathon and the whole city so you're sort of taking that feel of what a marathon can be for and uh, making it kind of directional that's the hope yeah that's the hope and then bringing it into the communities and and getting the community running and people running in the country and and seeing the difference that running can make yeah so have you seen that then you've seen people probably quite some of them quite naturally gifted at running get yeah. into running during the process yeah i mean yeah. One good example is uh, Lovemore, who worked for our partners out there, Naturally Africa. Yeah. yeah. And he'd never, he'd never run before. Right. And he, um, he, he obviously came out and helped us sort of look at the course and 
<laughs> he started running with us as we plotted the course. Yeah. And then he finished second in the 21K. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was definitely in a wobbly way at the end. But yeah. Thank you. But he did that. And um, I think one of the best examples is actually in Nepal where you've got, I don't know whether you guys know the ultra on Amira Rai. Right. I don't so Amira Rai was a 16-year-old in the Maoist army. And she was training to be a 1,500-meter runner in Kathmandu. Yeah. Wasn't quite like going very far because your coaching level there for that kind of distance just there's a ceiling right. right one day she goes along to a 50 kilometer race pretty much as she's about to give up running and head back to her village yeah and she wins it by like a long long way right and wow. richard bull who's a british race director out there started up a crowd fund they took her to the dolomites she won. They took her to Hong Kong. She won. Wow. And she went on to become wow. second in the Sky Running Series a wow. year later. How fantastic is that? And what's, what's right. the beautiful thing is that girls in Nepal now are like, I want to run like Mira Rai. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And we think, like, That's she's done as much, if not more, for gender equality in that country as any of the charities yeah. that we support. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, yeah. And I, I don't think they'll be sad to hear that like of course yeah. she's, she's incredible and we have the un every year now sponsors 30 to 50 girls to come and run wow. that's brilliant the nepal impact marathon how fortuitous that's it's brilliant, just really really yeah. cool and yeah yeah we hope to build that more and more because they could churn out ultra runners the way the kenyans churn out marathoners yeah, yeah, yeah. of course because they're all at altitude and yeah and yeah. that is a great that the at the beginning of that is uh, just this accident of of skill and uh, time yeah it's like it's not every day you turn up a 50k race and win it by an hour you know well for me that is every day <laughs> every day last week i've got to tell you what a week it was wow <laughs> you're looking good for it man. yeah thanks hitherto undiscovered athlete rob deering <laughs> <laughs> ultra legend so yeah. when did it start to happen and talk us through the, the process oh. yeah just 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 before what were you doing before so what, what led you to it yeah i was working finance and uh right I don't like Kilimanjaro organization yeah. during my time at uni just because I loved getting out to, to Tanzania and I'd lived in Ghana for six months playing football out there. Right. Um, but then I came and got into finance and yeah, about two years in, I was in an interview for a new job and the guy just goes, final stage interview, his glass of wine. He goes, you know what? You don't want it this job. Right. Like I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he said, you need to... You need to go and follow what you do. And at that point, I just got into running, and he's like, and you need to do a marathon. But whatever you do, do it somewhere abroad, and it will change your life. Wow. So, I, I didn't go like it's crazy. It's a very polite, exciting way of saying get out of my <laughs> yeah. office. Isn't it? You're not good enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but, so I went and did like the Athens original marathon. Brilliant. And uh, that's me. My, my, my grandma's from Athens. So I always try and pick races with an emotional connection. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we, um, we went in. We came back within a day. We didn't see any of Athens apart from what we ran through. Yeah. And it was then that I started to really think about what running can do in the travel sphere and mm -hmm. um, if you really connected more with the communities that you, you're supporting and running through. Yeah, yeah. It shouldn't just be you set up a race and you head off. It should be engaging everybody around yeah. that yes. uniting power of sport. We're seeing it so much yeah, yeah, in England yeah. right now. Um, well, I did, I did um, again, it's very sort of uh, marathon major, just kind of Western city and everything. Well, mm. I did New York in November. Yeah. And uh, I've never been to New York. And uh, spent just spent the weekend there, but maybe because I was on my own and stuff, really just took a moment to be in the city. And I yeah. just loved it. But yeah. what I loved about the run is that it is about it's about the boroughs. 
you know, it makes a point of going through all the boroughs of New York. Yeah. And the communities of those boroughs are supporting the marathon. And there are runners saying, yay, Brooklyn, you know, I'm from Brooklyn, yeah. I'm running through Brooklyn, you know. And it's a different, um, geographically different to what you're talking about, but that connection with what's happening on the ground yeah. is really key, isn't it? It's, so, it's like uh, what you're saying around the, around the football at the moment. People project all over it, don't they? The event becomes bigger than... Than what it is, yes, absolutely. Because everyone watching just is participating on some level. There's some belonging there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that's nice what you were saying because it's it's lovely to, that we're running up here in the park and walk. Because I never thought of it that way before. Mm. But this is a, our little North London artery. Brings us together. No, no one really knows that it no, no, it's here and it connects these places together. We often run up here and see people we know. We'll go, oh, this whole place. But you see it changing. <laughs> but also this history. Look, we're running through a station platform right yes. now. Yes, yeah. yeah. I usually sing Elton John, this train don't stop here as I say, as I come <laughs> yeah. through here. Like it's a little tradition of mine. Um, but the so string you, yeah, we, star. That's for you. That's the single star. <laughs> I'll stop now. That's beautiful, though. This singing does stop. No, I, was, I, was, I, was, I love that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, I, I came out of there and I was training for Ironman Wales. And a lot of people were asking me like what I was training for and why I was doing it. And to be honest, there wasn't a reason. It was just because I wanted to do Ironman. And I was at the same time, I had started working with some products in Uganda. And we launched a foundation around that. And on the launch night, I just said, look, I don't really want you to just donate and forget about this. Like this, this school, this community, there's a story here that you can relate to every single day. So at that point, I cracked a joke and I said, I want you to come out to Uganda. Yeah. And when we do, we're going to run a marathon. <laughs> and I'd forgotten I even said it. I never thought about it before. And at the end, people were saying, well, you know, what's the plan with the marathon? I was like, there's no plan. <laughs> there's actually no plan. Six weeks later, yeah. we're at the Uganda Embassy. We launched the Uganda International Marathon. Brilliant. And it just was really cool just to see all these guys come out, connect with the project. And then after we did that first year, that's when I started to look at what, what more running could do and the other communities we could work with. And around the same time, the earthquake happened in Nepal. And just like Serendipity came about, I set up a new team. And away we went. That was three years ago. Yeah. Um, Does it get quite uh, political sometimes? Because Uganda can be quite volatile, can't it? Some of these places can be quite... Not yeah. always yeah, completely. easy places to work. We had, like, last year we were doing a, a race in Kenya with Martin Yelling and um, yes, we Fire Talent. Yeah. And they had their election nullified. Right, yeah. Presidential election. And then ended up being delayed a couple more times and all sorts of things going on. You know, look at the, the discourse that's happened in the last 24 hours here. We're going, yeah. you know, politics is... Yes. Imagine yeah, if you yeah. didn't have a president for best part of four months. Yeah, yeah. Where's the country growing? Who's leading it? And especially when your democracy is only 50 years old. Yeah, yes. So yes. the race ended up falling onto race election day. Right. Chance, <laughs> which was crazy. That, that and, you sounds know, a bit political. <laughs> you know, and we... We managed to find a private tea estate, run through the plantations there, and actually, because of that, we had to change the course completely, and it's worked out really well. We'll be going back to that same tea estate this year, and yeah. right. oh, great so Kenyan-owned family, and it's just really, really cool. So, yeah, like, I think what we don't realise is though our elections can be challenging in Nepal, yeah, sometimes there's car bombs, you know? Yes, yeah, like, yeah, we don't have we that. Have we have eggs on John Prescott's head. And, like, yes. that's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
But also, um, that's the great thing, the natural thing about sport, and going back to what Paul's saying about the football, is it's, uh, it's naturally neutral. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, people can be... The great thing about <laughs> the running, which you don't get with the football, is that there's... There's no other, um, what's the word, uh, people don't identify and get competitive in non-political partisan. That's yeah. But equally, you know, look at what the uh, Olympics did for Korea. You know, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a really good natural social olive branch because politics, if you want politics to be part of this, you have to attach them. Yeah. You know, they're not, they're not naturally part of it, are yeah, they? Yeah, I agree, yeah. Yeah, it's just really, really well put. Um, so, yeah, do we have... Uh, you know, fun with local politics, fun with local authorities. But, like, <laughs> I think you're using a wide definition. <laughs> you know, well, I think we've come to find it fun now. Yeah, yeah. Because there's very little that can get thrown at us now. Yeah. You know, I think our best example, not political at all, in fact, the opposite of political, was a few weeks ago in a race in Kenya. It was 5.37, the race is starting at 6, yeah. and we found a hippopotamus on the course. <laughs> so, like, you know, there we yeah, go. Thank you, Mark. That, that actually happened in New York. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and no matter how many rescues you do, if the local guys don't think to tell you, yeah. oh, yeah, by the way, we get hippos every night here. <laughs> uh, okay, every night, but what about the day? Oh, they hide in the bushes. Brilliant. That's, <laughs> that is not useful. They don't like cyclists. Anyway, oh, long wow. story short, the hippo got a PB. Yeah. <laughs> and so there we are. And, and like within four minutes, we'd already moved to plan B. The race was all fine. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, so there's very little that can come at us now. From, you know, hippos That's to waterfall falling through. You know, we've had yeah. it all uh, to, to having to rearrange overnight due to the Kenyan election so that's part of the fun of what we do and yeah. the nature of it going back to what you said about volatile countries the nature of it is Whoa. to really see the world differently you have yeah. to step outside of what we know yeah. and yeah, the absolutely. stability that we've grown to understand yeah and go with it yeah. going right back to you know on the ground what are the, what, what are the differences between what are the runs like <laughs> well Nepal has like 2,000 metres of climbing in it <laughs> yeah I remember after the first year they said is well, it high up anyway? Is it, uh, it starts altitude? at about 1,900 metres, goes up to about 2,3. So it's not crazy like Nepal could be. Yeah, but it's all, it, if it was in Britain, it would be in the sky. Yeah, literally, <laughs> we have nothing nearly as big. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Kenya's up at about 2,000. Yeah. I think our hardest course is Guatemala because that actually goes up an active volcano <laughs> just to below the crater. Yeah. yeah. Um, so but that's uh, a bit of On the outside, no hippopotamuses. No, no hippopotamuses, yeah. <laughs> Although I did find out that there's hippopotamuses in Colombia. Right. It's, really? it's the only place outside Africa where there's natural hippopotamuses wow. because after Pablo Escobar, he had a zoo. Right. right. And after he, he died, <laughs> all they, zoos they all took every other animal yeah. apart from the hippos. So these Is hippos... Two hippos walked out, and now on the Rio Magdalena, there's now Thank you. Thank you. 80 hippos that so funny. have no predators at all. They're all hippos. And who, Escobar's who legacy, life. yeah. So that's an interesting fact that I'm that's pretty funny, sure yeah. not a lot of your listeners have got. <laughs> I think I'm going to start a band called the Feral Hippos. <laughs> <laughs> so cool, and they're different. So a lot of that is attitude. Active volcano. What about the... Are they on roads, trails? Trails, always trails. Yeah. Oh, we may have a bit of road because of logistics, but... Yeah. Do, you, get, do you, run, you run them when you go over? Or what, what yeah, happens? I mean, I didn't get to run them on race day. Right. But we will have done them quite a few times as a team. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah we, we have a privilege to, to go out, look at a live volcano, and went, right, how do we find 42K here? Yeah. Um, 
do we run into this or what? How can we circumnavigate it? Um, so here we reach the end. Normally of that's the end. Yeah. Well, we are, yeah. Oh, I thought it was two magpies. It's a magpie and a J. Yeah, we're three Which would normally be exciting. But after all this volcano hippo talk, not so much. <laughs> I'm just going to get a photo. This is where they tore all the trees down and the flowers are coming through lovely, but I still think we'd rather have trees. When did they tear this down? Like, I only noticed it when I came back this time. Yeah, just this summer. We were running through. We had to come it. past a chopper and jipper. Yeah, well, there's a big sign saying we're making this all nicer and it doesn't look nicer, but there we are. I'm sure that there's a plan. It's early days, isn't it? This whole run seems shameful compared to, you know, we're not going up a mountain. Into this car. You know what, though? This, this oh. run has been like the story of my running oh, life. Oh, sorry. <laughs> get a photo of us before we head off. I was the half Point. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So take us back to uh, the Iron Man. Yeah. Did you do the Ironman? Yes, yeah, I did. So you're quite a fit, quite well, a fit chap, well, It was 2014, you know? Like, right. Ironically, I think I've, I've exercised less since starting a running company yeah. than when I had that routine in the city. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, I, I sold everything I had, until, apart from two bags. Right. And so for three years now... But luckily, now, they were full of jewels. <laughs> <laughs> Gold bullion. Um, I just stuffed it full of Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so... I've been living out of two bags for three years. Wherever there's a spare room or a sofa when I'm in England, and when I'm abroad, like obviously our country's like, the cost of living's really low. So, funnily enough, when that screws you with your routine... Yeah, it affects your running. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I've really tried hard in the last six months to, to build that in. And then the team has gotten really, really fit recently. And now I'm like the least fit in the team. And like, you know, yes, yeah. there's, there's probably some ego in there as, in there as well, but... Also, like, I can't be the I can't be the least fit in the team, so no. <laughs> I'm trying to build it back up. So you've been hiring new people constantly. Yes, yeah, we've been hiring yeah. new people. We've been getting yeah, yeah. really unfit people. <laughs> yeah. But there's something to be said about um, finding something else to running, which isn't necessarily that kind of great battle with yourself to get fitter and faster and fitter and faster. I mean, I'm thinking the same thing 
we talked about this, I feel like I've lost fitness since we've been doing running commentary, mm. but I've certainly found a depth and quality in my running that I never had before. So, you know. Why it, do you think that is? Well, I think that I've discovered running and talking and running long, you know, yeah. they're, they're, they're basically, I, I, never, I didn't know how to run in any way other than how you run when you're running for a bus yeah. until we started going out yes, running for a yeah. And maybe it's age as well, I think distance is... Uh, I've really slowed Rob down over there. Yeah, that's right. While you got to your, <laughs> you your three-hour marathon, I, I got to my three-hour three lunch. And, uh, you know, it's not coming back and everything, but what I'm saying is you just... You don't want to regret that, do you? Um, you, you went, it went somewhere else. Yeah. Possibly uh, more interesting. Something, something that I've always found, like when I... People say, oh, I try running. I'm not sure I'm a big fan of it. Or I don't like it or I'm not a runner. I say, well, let's go on a run. Yeah. And I'll always sit behind their shoulder for the first kilometre. Yeah. And they'll be caning it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, right, half that pace. Ease up. Yeah. And then suddenly, actually someone I did that with, she went and ran the length of Fuerteventura Ventura last year, having <laughs> just told me from the start, I hate running. Yeah. Wow. I don't like it. I love cycling. And then when she realised that just slowing it down, could do that, she's gone on to like... You're right. It's so too much, crazy. It's gone too far. So much of it is uh, pace specific, isn't it? People naturally think that running is running yeah. faster than we than we'd normally run. Yeah, yeah. We just like padding along, and every so often you'll train faster or whatever. But just gentle running. Yeah, it's very pleasurable. Isn't it? I think it's remembering something in life. I think you know that really when we we, we everyone's set up to think of running as a as a thing separate from life when actually it's just a part of life and that's true even in yourself you think oh no I'm running now I'm tired I'm sweating you know I've got to stop and sit down but once you unlock that and just cruise out anyone can do it I think that's a thank you thanks that's a uh, I think it's kind of happening in the world now people are getting that you know People, it's amazing the way like you say if you run slow and you so we're always quoting a friend of ours who still claims not to be a runner who went off and did uh, 100k ultra it's like you can't <laughs> you can't keep saying you're not a runner <laughs> there comes a point <laughs> yes yeah so you're looking to expand impact yeah. and the, the impact of impact I mean we've got now yeah, well, by the end of this year we'll have had five races in, in 2018 wow which is it's a lot isn't it it's a lot to to, yeah. to be arranging and organising and kind of becomes a job at some point as well yeah <laughs> you know like it, it was my dream and now it's like a reality every day and I feel really lucky for that um and then when we see the difference it can make in the communities and the platform it gives yeah grassroots organizations you wouldn't normally get this sort of attention or funding that's where it's like we just want to do more and so we've been working on this race in Colombia for a while now and we've got this very very famous Colombian pop star who unless you're a Spanish speaker no one will ever have heard of but we're working with his foundation to really support his he's called Carlos Vives yeah and uh, he's a a superstar there so we're we're very um, lucky to be working on that with him and and hopefully we'll be launching that and we've got at the moment we're taking on board a crowdfund investment so anybody even the guys who can't come out to our races who want to support and invest in the in the program so we're doing that right now and so where do they go if people listen want to do that um so there'll be we'll be on crowdcube right um and i imagine in the show notes we'll have something there yeah you guys do show notes yeah well, do we do the, show notes rob yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> there'll, be, there'll be a link all over the show notes. we're, we're yeah. in the middle of uh middle of the launch at the moment so we don't have the exact web address right okay we'll be on crowdcube in the next two weeks so i'm oh, talking of launching i, I think this might will this will have uh, 
um, won't go out till you've been there. But you're going to the running festival this weekend. Oh, I love you? trails. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fantastic. That event. sounds superb. Yeah, it's just a, a couple of you know, as these things off tonight, it was it's really just a couple of pints of beer between George Restu and uh, Theo Lund Jones, and yep. these guys just came up with the idea that like. You get running races, but you don't get running festivals. Yep. Especially in the trail running world. Yep. Um, so they've set up Love Trails with 30, 30 mates just saying, look, you know, let's go down to somewhere cool and do it. And that was year one. Year two, they had 180 of us. Yeah. And then this year, they got 900. And Brilliant. Like, it's just four days of running around the Gower Peninsula. Oh, nice. 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 Um, nice. Yeah, it's going to be really, really great. And we've got some impact runners coming in from Canada. Australia, Italy to come and run at Love Trails, so we're yeah. really pleased to well, make it say, into a bit of a reunite. I think next uh, next year they're going to need a comedy tent. Yeah, that's the impression I receive. There it is. I, I think they. Are, I mean, they are. They they want it to be a normal festival with a considerable amount more light crew. It would appear. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, um, I always think that at every festival I go to <laughs> needs more light crew. <laughs> we should just stretch the light crew over the whole site. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Paul doesn't agree. He's not a lycra man. He's giving his head down on the lycra issue. I've got these. These are old school. These. These are. These are about twenty years old. These trucks with trousers. <laughs> these are pre-lycra. Someone the other day got in touch with running company to say, "I've noticed that Paul has been running in very cold weather in shorts, and yet running in incredible heat in tracksuit bottoms. Is this some kind of elaborate training plan?" <laughs> no. 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 It's my laundry. It's my chaos. It's the chaos laundry. of my life. It's a <laughs> we actually got sounded out to go to the trail festival, mm. but we just couldn't do it. But yeah, maybe uh, next year we'd like to go yeah, along. To make it happen. It's like, it sounds yeah. really good. It yeah. really is. It's, it's such good energy there, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see what it's like coming from 180 to, to 900. Like, yeah. that's a big yeah. step. Well, um, that's whenever for any festival grows, you've got to try and keep that initial spirit. Haven't yeah. you? It's like I'm doing. I mean, this isn't a running festival, but I'm doing the, the Green Man again this summer. Yeah. And I think that they've really uh, worked hard to keep the initial ethos of that. It's got bigger and bigger. But equally, do you know what the real trick to keeping that is? Have your festival in Wales. Yeah. So, sorted. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other thing I wanted to uh, go a bit deeper into is mm. you were saying the, uh, the kind of directional charities, you know, the things you're working on where it might be, you know, it might be water somewhere, hunger somewhere else. Yeah. There's a kind of template for that that comes from, what is it, from the UN or? Yeah, the Global Goals. Yeah. Yes, I mean, Global Goals have been about now for pretty much as long as Impact, so it's about three years, September yeah. 2015. And the, you know, the, the goal was that they had these Millennium Development Goals back in the early 2000s, and they didn't really publicize them massively, and they didn't quite know how to make them into something that people kind of grabbed hold of. Yeah. So they really changed that up for the the next phase. These ones run until 2030. And it goes from, yeah, zero poverty to gender equality. And it has a set of matrix and data. Yeah. The metrics and data that, that we need to be hitting as a global uh, community in order to be wiping these things out. Yeah. Um, and the partnerships that it will take to do that. So when we set out, we wanted to make that story front and centre. Yeah. Because like, one thing I learned in Uganda was we had all of these like very niche, very micro projects from a pigsty with a local elderly community yeah. uh, to a chicken coop at a school, you know, and these yeah. are like cool and they're tangible. But actually majority of guys signed up and went, oh, I just put it, split it all between them. 
So that dream that I had of like connecting people directly with the outcomes yep. kind of gets a bit lost because there's so many. Yeah. So the global goals gave us a really good way of going, okay, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to race for the gender equality charity. So we, we, at each race, we'll pick out two global goals and two charities to represent those global goals in that community. Yeah. So gender equality in Nepal, we work at Mighty Nepal, which is an anti-trafficking um, organization, and they've got a 1,200 mile border between Nepal and India. So you can see there's a massive, massive issue facing the country there. Yeah, yeah. Thousands upon thousands leave every day. Uh, and then the other one is... Thank goodness you don't have to worry about border issues here in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very different game here. And so the other one is, is called Burns Violent Survivors, and that's around the use of acid attacks in domestic abuse. Right. Sometimes actually on the women themselves in order to to get themselves out of situations. Oh my gosh. So, in, you know, in Nepal, there's 56,000 cases of burns a year. Gosh, And wow. only one bed in Kathmandu wow. that's there to, to look after. And so that's a really small one set up by a British lady called Wendy Marston, who's a force of nature. Yeah. And um, yeah, so as a, as a runner, you'll raise gender equality and your money will go to those two charities. And when you land in Kathmandu, you'll go and visit, spend time with them and really understand the work they do and the challenges they face. Partly as a way to understand your impact, partly as a way to, to understand the country of Nepal in a way that if you landed as a tourist, you headed get up that. into Langtan, yeah. Annapurna, you're not gonna see that side of the country, just you're just gonna see it. these yeah. wonderful mountains. And that's great, and we, we have that on our course. We have, yeah. you can see Everest, Annapurna, you know, it's a very cool course, but... Yeah, gender equality isn't but, necessarily addressed in Doctor Strange. No. And so that's, that's the kind of the beauty of the, the model is that people get the wow factor of travel because of where we choose our campsites and our race courses. Yeah. But they get the community and the understanding of a different culture through the work we do and the impact. And yeah, yeah. Getting stuck in, we built a, a five kilometer water pipeline year one in Nepal with 100 members of the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Far too many pickaxes for a health and safety person to be happy about. <laughs> um, but it, you know, it was Some people wielding two or three at a time. It was, yeah. <laughs> You know, when, when we're done with Project Pipeline, I was really, I, I read the sort of relief there. Yeah. But you know, like that's, that's part a of that tangible journey. thing, isn't yes. it? That's such a tangible benefit. Yeah. And now you can see the water that comes into the village. And year two, we took that onto different parts of the village. And actually, UNICEF's now taken over the project to plumb it into all of the houses. So we kind of look for those slightly crazy, stupid projects that no other body would even touch so you're maybe a prompt for larger action sometimes uh, that's yeah. what we hope to be because right truthfully in, in two or three days the difference you can truly make in the community is limited right let's not yeah let's not pat our own backs too much you know yeah. it's not about that it's about being a catalyst for bigger projects yeah supporting that and also helping people just to understand and it's the great way to get the two communities to collide and collaborate yeah and so it's more about that experience and everything. Than it's like a spark, isn't it? It's so much more to, you know, to, uh, you know, charity stuff than just raising a few quid. Oh, completely. It's, uh, raising awareness in a really real, ongoing sense like that. And also the other thing again, we talked about this with marathons and charities and some of the, you know, more awful stuff you're talking about. Then mm. it's a way of alchemizing it into something positive. So you don't have to necessarily face down misery to fix something that's really bad. Mm. You know, I mean, it takes it into something that's upbeat and I mean, community driven and, you know, fun. There's sometimes when people describe back to us what we do and their take, yep. and it kind of leaves us a bit like, yeah, I'm really pleased that's recorded because you've nailed it better than I've managed to nail it in three years <laughs> yeah. in the way that you've just described it. So thank you. Like, uh, 
I have nothing, no, nothing more to add. <laughs> does, does, it lead to, uh, <laughs> does it lead to people taking up running and stuff in the communities as well? Or just that sort of yeah, basic I mean, physical thing of people getting into running? Yeah, I mean, if, even if you look at Uncope, which is this community that running was definitely not a factor in, they now regularly have 10 to 15 at the running club. Right. Um, you know, a lot of the guys were very humbled by the 42k distance. Yeah. Yes. And were surprised that they could be beaten. They were asking our, our winner was a guy called Keith McIntosh, who's run age group for England at marathon distance and things. Yeah. I said, like, how do we get to, to win? You know, how do we, how can we beat you? And he just goes, train hard, train off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. And yeah, yeah. it's amazing that those guys have actually done that. And yeah. And every time they kind of show a real interest, we, we've left out a number of running shoes to start to encourage them in different ways as well. Right. And just so it can become like a little bit of a hub for running in Malawi. Yes, you yeah, know? that's great. Yeah. That's great. Um, and then on the opposite side, we've got, you know, I lived in Kericho where they've got four gold medals in just that town. This is a little town in Kenya yeah. where all the tea plantations are. And every morning I had a knock on the door at 6 a.m., because on my first day there, I'd gone and run a race and finished last by 12 minutes, <laughs> over 10k. Right. And right. Um, wow. my girlfriend That's was at the standard. end, just like, That's a don't good close standard. the course, don't close the course, he's coming. <laughs> yeah. I can't Here he comes. This. Yeah. I was just yeah. sweating up. A Darren Ann Fitness. So funny. Oh, you did, yeah. He was saying, but he was training with these guys, and they, uh, the thing is that they warm up as they go, so start slow. Mm. And just get faster and faster. It was such a mean psychological trick. <laughs> so you think, yeah, I'm doing all right. Oh, this is going to be difficult. Oh, I think I'm going to die. crazy. Oh, where are they going? <laughs> you then have to just like, they started a fartlek one day at 3.18 per kilometre. Started. Wow. wow. And I was obviously about wow. 300 metres, I'm in trouble here. Yeah, of course. And then I'm course. just looking for their heads bobbing in the distance to know where the route would be. But like that, and that's the other side of the running. You know, these guys can inspire you so much with their dedication, their focus. Yeah. And just the sheer, like... Athleticism. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and um, I think that three-dimensionality of what you're doing, that it, that it is not just one thing, it's different things in different places to different people. I think that makes it, makes it easier mm. for it to be an ongoing project. You're not just repeating something. You know? Yeah, and we see a lot of runners come to the different races again Thank and you. again. So we have a lot of guys who did Nepal in year one who came back for Guatemala this year yeah. and who already signed up for Malawi next year. So that, that repeat you know client so to speak I hate calling them clients because they all become such good friends but yeah. let's just yeah, call them what, they, what it is yeah um, shall we loop down on the other side yeah you can do a little loopsie yeah do a little loopsie um, like you can't go across the middle of Finsley Parks because uh, <laughs> there's a kind of a uh, the summer well, of festivals. but it looks a little bit like uh, Calais <laughs> 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 you're not allowed in you're not allowed out but um so, so you got five currently. Yeah. So bringing it full circle, you've got to take it to six. We take it to a six really next nice year. Six medal, and yeah. then that's it. You could be the alterno major. I know, but you can't really. Just, <laughs> we've probably got about seven or eight in the pipeline. Sorry, this is crazy. Look, there's so, there's this is there's uh, M and M's or Skittles on the ground. It's like a secret signal. <laughs> that's, What's happening here? You can see them too, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's really weird. Okay, it didn't really come out very well on the picture. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry, I stopped. Sorry. That's all right. Now, I think we've got like six or seven in the pipeline, countries around the world that we're working on. Yeah. And ultimately for us, the reason we're trying to get this, this investment round in is that we can, 
you know, expand more on our sales team and all of that kind of thing to get more people coming to the races. Yeah. Because ultimately, that's that's the key part of the model. Yeah. We have to have plenty of people coming, and the rest yeah. looks after itself after that. So, yeah. Um, and our ops team now is really, really good to be able to put on races. Yeah. Sounds you know, like pretty a very varied life you've got. Are you still living out of bags? Have you got? Yeah. You got four bags now. Is it just three? Just still, stick or? with the two. My girlfriend oh, came on the road with me last year, and <laughs> yeah. she managed to up my weight, if not my. Right. Level of bags, you know, <laughs> hair straighteners and all these things. But um, but no, uh, it's two bags still. And I kind of, I don't really see that being a a, a change there ever. Like I right. really, I You're don't need a lot. Yeah. Slightly like, nomadic lifestyle. I do. I, I think I want a bit more of a base when I come home. Right. Um, but, you know, that the fact is, is that every month or so, I head out again or two months or whatever and it, sometimes it'll be less and less as the ops team grows I don't have to spend three months in Nepal this year or, yeah, yeah. and that's really good because yeah I'm tired I'm tired of like sofas and I'm, yes. I'm tired of always like especially in London when I'm I can have 10 days with this friend, two weeks with that friend. Yeah, you need something you know. to uh, base. Right. So, did you always like travelling when you were a kid then? Were you quite um, itinerant, sort of? No, I mean, I, I started off when I was 18 going and moving to Ghana to, to play football. Um, to what, to coach football or play? Well, I or? did both. I coached and I, I played in a, a middle division team in Ghana as a, as a goalkeeper, which at five foot six is See, quite, I was pretty hard work. I, w- I was going to do that, but I never did. <laughs> Blimey. Sorry, he was there. He was there. He was waiting. <laughs> so don't go. Hope and go. <laughs> so you're a decent footballer. Um, no, not if you're playing Ghana. You, I can but play in golf a bit, but <laughs> yeah. these kids, we we coached a bit at the United and uh, Fulham Academy there. Oh man, like I've got some of my son's mates have been coaching football in Ghana this summer. Yeah, just said the standard of some of the kids is That's exceptional. Incredible. Yeah, especially their midfielders. They don't right. churn our midfielders. Do we have to go around? Yeah. Ah. Uh, oh. Ah, ah, we did this with us. It's funny because ah. one of the only times me and Paul ran round, uh, you can't go between them now, ran round the park, there was a fair. A and it wasn't as nearly as um, fenced up and sealed up as this festival. How does well, the sound come out on busy roads? <laughs> it should be all right. We should be okay. Oh, yeah, we, we've... Uh, it's we've been on roads before, before, yeah. yeah. Um, so I wouldn't say I was, I was like the craziest traveller, but... Yeah, I've definitely... You've got it in you. You have yeah, a bit of wonder. Yeah, you know, I've definitely, like, I think last year was 10 countries and and all of that. So, you know, it's great. And we, we, just for those of the guys who are interested, like, we do, we work with an organisation called Stand for Trees and we offset all of the carbon we use at our races. And in my own life, I, I, I donate every single year to offset that carbon because obviously flying the amount we do. Yes, yeah. What were you saying about noisy vehicles? <laughs> That's quite a big uh, lorry. There we go. We can, guess, see oh, we, we can, can slide in here. We can sneak in. <laughs> sort of periphery. This could be ambitious. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you can tell this guy's running some yeah, places. Yeah, this will work. We're off piste. Um, I want you guys to get a feel of an impact marathon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Sorry. right. It's making me think... We should do something about the ecology of Finsley Park. Yes. Really deal with the single-use plastics. There's a bit of a plastic scenario. problem in there, yeah. Also, the bushes. Yeah. I kind of think we should have stayed on the pavement. I think there's a shout for that, yeah. I think we're back. I don't think that's worked. No, no, it was a little bit vigorous, wasn't it? <laughs> that was exciting. <laughs> yeah. 
But I thought that, that's um, as close as we get to a tough mudder. <laughs> <laughs> There's some great. It sounds like the festival's still going on, but that's the guy that's taking down the scaffolding. <laughs> it's amazing though. We did the the national running show in Birmingham, yeah, up in January, and as soon as that whistle goes to end the thing yeah. all of these guys come in to the take, take it down, down. it's like yeah, yeah. locusts it's like, yes. right. and we're still trying to get our pictures and posters oh, off so, the wall you've got to be yeah, so yeah. quick yeah yeah, yeah, yeah mess around a, at all had a really nice uh, venue at the Pleasance in Edinburgh one year really nice black box theatre you just couldn't because all those Pleasance venues are university rooms yeah and I think it was a like a small indoor sports court like badminton courts or something but you couldn't tell because it was all great seating, beautiful lights, black cloth around the sides. And I, yeah, I did the last show on the last day and it just disappeared. So, boom, there it goes. Fantastic. And then stripes start appearing on the floor and you're like, oh, badminton. <laughs> so, and uh, do you have any time or any uh, events you do we can cut that are separate from the work you know stuff that you do for pleasure or for distance or do you not um, have time for that stuff do you, get, do you ever get to the Finsley Park Park Run I do I get to the Finsley Park Park Run and I try and do that whenever there's not wireless festival yeah um yeah, I mean, I'm looking to try and get myself a scary challenge again now. Yeah. I'd like to... The first time I did, I I went and I... No. Can we go up there? We're just getting this way. Oh, we have to get... Let, oh. All right, okay, cool. All right, mate. Cool. Cool, sorry, bro. Cheers, Thanks, bro. Thank you. Very exciting here today. Yeah. That looks, oh, that looks <laughs> ominous. We have water yeah. coming out of pipes it, with no end. Yeah. Is it water? That's the question. I don't even Running want to ask that sewage. question. It's weird. He's pouring it out of that end. It? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, a little magic trick. Just bringing in a bit of water from another dimension. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd like to do a scary race that makes me want to kind of... Get you know, fit. But yeah, yeah. Ultimately, yeah. I mean, I'd like to run an impact marathon one day. Like, <laughs> oh, I think you should. I'd never you know? get to, really. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think... You know, I'm either I'm usually at the start finishing line. I think it normally means I do about 23k that day. I always put my watch on to see, but um, still, a, yeah, still a good run. I imagine quite hot conditions. And oh, I'm dancing, man. Yeah. This is 23k of dancing. <laughs> and then there's a, like the race we just did. I was driving the pickup for 20 hours solid, so that was a bit of an adventure in itself. So you know, but it'd be good to get scary fit again. Yeah, here we go. Back to real Finsley Park, <laughs> outside emergency exit F. I tried to take a picture of emergency exit F. I don't think I know. So have all the festivals finished here now? Then what? I can't, Looks I'm like it. Was it? Out. Yeah, because yeah. two. This, this this weekend just got end the weekend before. Yeah, you had Liam Gallagher and yeah, yeah. all of that. So yeah, no. that's it. Park Run returns here. Yeah. yeah. So this is your local park run. Yes, this is local park run. Yeah. It's a good one. We like it. It is really good. Yeah. And we'll often put out a message to the impact runners of London and say that, yeah, we're all going to a Finsley Park this week. And yeah. It's a really nice way of just keeping in touch it's with everybody. And you might see, for example, yeah. We've got Absolutely. a trombone yeah. starting there. Thank you very much, sir. Very good. God, I hope that came out in the recording. Wow. As the vegan runner, that's normally the noise I make around this morning. Well, this is great, and good luck with all your 
with all the marathons and the and the. Oh, uh, thank the, you, you know. guys. Thank you. It's been, yeah, it's been a real um, pleasure to run with let's you. Let's sum up. So your it's a, it's a impact marathon. Yes. You were talking earlier on about um, Crowdcube. Yes. What, 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 give me your. I mean, we can do it all in emails and stuff, but let's do it in the recording. Yeah. What, what's the connection? What, where are you on Twitter? So Twitter is um, at Impact Marathon. Good. Uh, no, Twitter is Impact Marathons. It's plural. Uh, plural. Uh, Instagram is singular because it doesn't. We're out of characters. So Impact Marathon at Impact Marathon. Yep. And Facebook Impact Marathons. Um, so like it's it's all there. And um, if you go to run.impactmarathon.com, that's where you can sign up to our mailing list, and then you'll get all the information on the crowdfund as we as we launch it um, and throughout the whole period. Um, and so that's how you follow the journey. Our Fantastic. stories are kind of fun, especially on Instagram. That's where you get, if a guy's in Kenya, we're in London, I, yeah. I'm in Nepal, we're all kind of fighting on Instagram stories. You get to have like, this little journey around the world. Hippo updates. Hippo yeah. updates, yes. you know. But the thing is, like, when that happens in the race, you can't really like, publicize it, A, because you've got a job to do, and B, because, you know, it's you don't want everyone going, like, yeah. all, the, all, the, all the family <laughs> back at home being like, there's yeah. a hippo on the course. <laughs> so like, it's just one of those stories that afterwards that you sit in the bar. Thank goodness for social networks, you know, that my son is on a school trip to Austria. And uh, yes, on Sunday, we were chatting on, uh, on WhatsApp. He was chatting mm. to, from Austria. Mm. My wife was in our house and I was in a, I was a, in a toilet at Silverstone. Nice. There it is. Nice. Really beautiful. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's good. Lovely. <laughs> I, think that, I think that for the park, Glamour and Pinsley Park have shown a nice kind of angle on what running in the real world can be with the mm. chumbones and the and the uh, seeing various friends and people up and down the park and walk. Yeah, it was good fun. He was just serenading people in the park, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Just wandering yeah, around. Love that. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, just having fun. All right, then, brilliant. Well, listen, get in touch with us on Facebook and uh, keep on running. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code presson25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Presson Falsies. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 